And I'm with my guest, Amber Stewart. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, this is Monday, episode 71, and this is covering minute um, one hour and 10 minutes in uh, from zero seconds to 59 seconds. Uh, let's see. So, this is a uh, pretty, this, things are getting real right now in Knives Out when this, uh, when this happens. Uh, basically, up, to, up until this point, they've just announced that. Marta is getting the inheritance, um, mm-hmm. so the big reveal there. Uh, this minute starts off with Michael Shannon saying no, um, and with a shot of everyone from uh, behind Frank Oz's head. Um, and then everybody starts to freak out. Ransom is here, and he laughs before leaving. Um, and then they question if this is still our house, and then turn back uh, to the first shot after that. So that's where this minute ends. Uh so what are your thoughts about this minute so far? This is one of the scenes where the movie really started to come together for me. I yeah. mean, obviously I have been enjoying it up until this point, just mainly for Daniel Craig's amazing accent, which Oh my just, gosh, mm, I, sublime. Love, I love that accent. <laughs> it is it is fantastic. Um, but this is where you this is where the the, the masks start to come off. The knives aren't quite yeah. out yet. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, not the, quite, but Exactly. They're coming. Yes. And this is where <laughs> when when someone's livelihood is threatened, that's when you really start to see who they are and also their their whole sense of identity too because uh right. they, Jamie Lee Curtis saying, you know, we are the Thrombies and this is our house and then they realize is that still true? Wow. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. That that moment of is this still true and one of the things that I, I thought was really, really interesting from a minute-by-minute um, minute podcast kind of perspective uh, that I wouldn't have noticed was just how perfectly this minute starts with that one shot of them being told uh, what's going on, and then it ends on that exact same shot. So it's like there's just a bunch of chaos, but then they're you know kind of brought back into reality in a weird way. It's It, it, it felt like kind of perfect watching that individual chunk of the movie and just how it went uh from one thing and then everybody's starting to kind of freak out and uh become kind of chaotic and then mm-hmm. wait this is still our house and then that question oh yeah and being... then there's very much uh a lot of tribalism kind of on screen mm-hmm. where all the thrombies are if not together at least they're grouped together in that shot right and marta's off to the side the two detectives are or the two police officers, I guess, are together also off to the side. And then Benoit Blanc is close to Marta. He sort of hovers in between the detectives and Marta. And yeah. then, as we'll see in later episodes, starts to make some choices where he where's he standing, etc. But right, it's <laughs> the blocking like tells the story there. Like the oh, yeah. cinematography 
Um, one of the things I kind of called out in one of my early in one of my earlier episodes, which is actually later in the movie, but I recorded it <laughs> before this, was uh, there's a really great kind of like economy of storytelling in in Lives Out where you can see so much of the story in just a shot or in mm-hmm. just how the things are blocked and how how people are standing, and I, I absolutely love how they hey how they did that there for sure. Oh yeah, it's it's really interesting, and it it plays with a feeling of claustrophobia that I oh, think yes. allows us to empathize with Mar- Marta a lot more than if they just kept showing these wide shots or yeah, it's and I'm not I'm not super great with cinematography. Like this movie is one of the things that made me start to watch. Um, more YouTube videos about it, explaining oh, it. Yeah. I know, and I know Ryan has done also like, here's how we blocked the scene and the lighting and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, this is, you can really understand how it pushes you towards these emotional moments in yeah. addition to the score and everything. No, I think that's, I think that's exactly right. Um, I, I, I tend to think about this a lot because of, uh, I, I was a film major in college. So it's kind of like, you know, you watch enough movies with that thought process in mind and it kind of kind of permeates a lot. But it, I think that it does a really good job of blending an entertaining movie with interesting themes with also reflecting all of those things in the cinematography. So it really kind of all builds up on each other, which makes it both like accessible and work really, really well. Oh, sure. yeah, definitely. Uh, I was an architecture major in school, and I kind of still work in the profession, although not exactly as an architect. And so I did spend a lot of this movie, and especially once it came out on DVD, <laughs> just sort of pausing it to stare at all the stuff around <laughs> the scenes. Oh, the set design is, like, so good. It's immaculate. Like, it's beautiful. It's 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 wonderful. Like it, it tells its story there, too. And also, I know that as a... Um, somebody that likes to get a lot of knickknacks. I'm like, my house, if I was rich, that would be my house. Oh, 100%. I would just have more German shepherds than they did. That would be my house with like more German shepherds. And like, they'd be like, is this an old anime poster? Why is this in a wealthy person's house? Like, don't worry about it. Right. I'm like, listen, here's all my weird knickknacks all in this like wealthy, beautiful, historic home. It's like, I'm like, oh, this is this is how I would live if I was if I was fabulously wealthy. So. Oh yeah, definitely. It's like I saw that movie. I'm like, hmm. The real problem here is that there aren't more knife chairs. There need to be more <laughs> knife chairs, just sort of around <laughs> to really drive home <laughs> that he's like, yeah. yeah, I write murder mysteries. You're like, we get it. <laughs> you have just like a dining room set that's all knife chairs. Exactly. <laughs> That would be that would be quite something. Um, although it, I think from what I, I remember hearing in an interview, they had to they rented a bunch of the knives, which is apparently a thing you can do in Hollywood. Um, so so I, I you wonder how expensive it would be to have a full dining room set of knife chairs. Oh my God, I think it would probably have to be the same set of knives, just constantly moved around. You know, the same way that, like, in Britain, they have maybe 10 to 15 actors, and they just use them throughout all their different Mm -hmm. movies and films and TV shows. And they also have, like, maybe, let's say, 100 costumes for different period pieces. (laughs) And they just, you know, they switch them out. Sometimes they they wear a shawl over it. (laughs) They have a handful handful of historic homes that are used for literally everything. Exactly. And you're just like, part of me really loves that, because I just love the, like... 
oh yeah, I know that house or I I know that bit. So <laughs> yeah, it's definitely beautiful. It, it definitely adds a little air of like, oh, I've been here before. You're like, no, you haven't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's how oh, those wealthy yeah. people still live in those homes. They just like section off one little spot that they live in and then the rest of it is for filming like another Pride and Prejudice or whatever. <laughs> I mean, hey, if I had that kind of a house, I would do the exact same thing. I would be like, Kate, I, I love Jane Austen. Can I be the an extra in here? And... That is true. That would be my main <laughs> demand that I get to be an extra in like all these movies. Listen, like <laughs> dress me up in in your period outfit. I'll be in, like, a ball scene or whatever, so you don't have to give me any lines. I'll just be an extra. But that is my one demand here. Exactly. What's Yeah, what's the fun? Otherwise, you're just, like, trying to hide all day. Like, you're already some sort of ghost haunting that place. Like, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things that uh, I was thinking about and that you picked out earlier is just the amount of um, kind of claustrophobia and tension with Marta and how she's, how it's sh- she's shot, which I think is speaks so well to how this movie operates because I feel like it's it's very must be very difficult to make a movie and show how um negative getting this inheritance would be because like for most people you're like wait that's great I don't know I I don't need to worry about anything I can pay for my family but then it's like no actually there is all of this stuff there's the murder, there's the family, there's everything. And it's just like, mm-hmm. it, it makes you feel like, oh man, this is this is a little bit rough on you, Marta. I don't know. <laughs> oh, 100%. Especially since I, there's, uh, oh gosh, how did it? There's so many different levels of emotion on display in this one minute where like the family is starting to really ramp up about how angry yes. they are about what's going on. Marta is like freaking out because... We know what she thinks is happening and how that could shake out and make it look like she did something to receive this inheritance that she didn't want to. Um, The detectives are like a little weirded out, I think. (laughs) They're just like, well, this didn't go the way anyone planned. And so I think they're just kind of on alert without being towards one side or the other. And then there's the lawyers who are just like, whatever. The lawyers are so chill in this scene. It's so (laughs) funny. It is the best thing. Like, just that that they're, you you kind of wonder if if you're, if that's like, you're the type of law that you specialize in where you do inheritances and things like that. How often does this happen to you where you're just like, oh my God, they just need to stop. Like, this is legally sound. You guys can't do anything. Yeah. (laughs) Especially for like the, yeah, a high end law firm, I'm assuming. Yeah. Likely handles a lot of like very wealthy people's inheritances. Yeah. They're like, look, this isn't even the worst we've seen. <laughs> right. This is just another day. I understand this is like um, emotionally devastating for you or mm-hmm. this is this is shaking your entire perceptions of reality, but for us this is just an average work day. So Yeah, this is just some billable hours. We will right. send you that in that the end of the week like <laughs> Right. I guess we'll stay around for a lot longer because we'll be able to bill for like the whole afternoon instead of a single hour which is great so oh yeah anytime um, a lawyer asks if you have any questions just be like i'll get back to you like <laughs> get out of here <laughs> and i say that with all the love to all my little lawyer friends like sure <laughs> well yeah i mean it's like when you when you're you know when you're billing that amount of time you need to 
You keep that in mind, although I guess if they're figuring, like, well, if I, we can get our money back, then it's... Yeah, it's kind of worth small it. Thing. Yeah. But, <laughs> but man, oh, um, I th- I, I'm really glad that we got um, some of these minutes because uh, it just shows off so much of the cast in it. And mm-hmm. man, this movie has the just like the best cast. Oh, yeah. And I think I, re- I remember either reading or watching a video with Ryan Johnson saying that these big scenes with the will reading, that was like the first time everyone was all together. Mm-hmm. And not this scene. I think it was an earlier scene where it was the first time anyone else in the cast had heard Daniel Craig's accent. <laughs> so I have to Holy imagine they're moly. still trying to recover a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, he's introduced himself most likely to them like before everything starts filming and he's got his little British accent and you're like, oh, he's a nice guy. Like, look at those piercing husky blue eyes. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, wow, this is James Bond. This is great. You exactly. Know? And-, <laughs> and then he opens his mouth and you're like, what just happened? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, man, Benoit's, like, accent is just, like, it is so good. I, to be honest, it is, like, one of those things where one of the things that makes me want a Knives Out sequel. We'll talk about that later in this week. Yes. But makes me want more Benoit because I'm like I just need more of more of any of that oh, it's so good definitely so much yeah <laughs> um and then the funny thing uh let's see I'm trying to see if I can find it because uh in the the script uh for Knives Out uh like it describes his his accent and it is like it's they say it's like kind of subdued uh southern accent and i'm like i'm like mm, mm. oh boy let, let me see if i can find it because it is i was just like oh is this is this subdued for uh for daniel craig is it like yeah okay well while you're looking for that yeah now you've caused me to wonder because i don't know if you've seen logan lucky yeah where, oh. yeah oh he, my god daniel craig also puts on just an amazing, fantastic accent where I don't really know what accent that's supposed to be. You know, but it's, but you, but you go with it. Is the oh, thing. yeah. You're like, yeah, that's just what he sounds like. And I just think both of those movies, both Logan Lucky and Knives Out are just Daniel Craig being like, this is not James Bond. I can do whatever the hell, oh, <laughs> I didn't mean to cuss, whatever I want. Right. And <laughs> he just goes for it. And both times he's had directors like, yes. This is what we want, Daniel. This is subdued for us. <laughs> like, oh my god. See, I don't know if I can find it, but I, I, I could have sworn that I, I, I saw that somewhere where it's like, oh my gosh, it does not specify that uh, Blanc is uh, specifically has the that accent, but like, I, I do love. Uh, I love Logan Lucky too, mm-hmm. and I just love when Daniel Craig can just kind of let loose and be like, "Oh yes, have fun." Uh, so here's a little story. They filmed Logan Lucky both in and sort of around Atlanta, which is where I live. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine was in Piedmont Park, and he was just like walking along one of the paths, and he sees this guy riding towards him on a bicycle. And as he gets closer, he's like, "This guy looks familiar. Do I know him?" And he gets closer and closer, and he's like, oh, my God, that's Daniel Craig. And it's just Daniel Craig with his hair dyed in that 
peroxide blonde Logan Lucky haircut. <laughs> and he just, you know, zooms past him on the bike. And oh he's like, gosh. whoa, that was weird. And then a couple of weeks later, after they had finished filming, he's looking through Craigslist because he had wanted to buy a new bike and maybe inspired by this. And he sees uh, this bicycle for sale. And this person's like, I was um, I worked on a movie set. And because I signed like a non-disclosure, I can't tell you who owned this bicycle. But I can say it was a famous person. And he's like, oh, it's Daniel Craig's bike. It's got to be Daniel Craig's <laughs> <Yeah>. bicycle. <laughs> and I think they had priced it a little too high for his budget. But I just thought that was the yeah. funniest thing. Oh yeah, God. there are certain things like that where you're like, oh, if I could financially justify that, it would be it'd be a real story. But oh, yeah. it's yeah, like they um, like um, back with Knives Out, like they did a an auction of uh, like stuff from the set, mm-hmm. and I there there was a lot of stuff on there where I'm like, man, if I could justify that price, what what I would do? But uh, yeah, it's it not got, fair. <laughs> All of it got very expensive real fast. So, oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> oh, man, that that but that's one of the things that I think I, I really love about this movie is I love movies um, where you can tell that the cast is having a good time, mm-hmm. and I feel like you even in like the scenes where everybody's freaking out, you kind of get that sense of how fun it must have been to be hanging out in a room with Michael Shannon, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tony Collette, like all of these people. Oh, definitely. I would have loved to have been in there just just observing. Oh, yeah, I would I would have done whatever like low paid uh set uh job I could get to just like just sit there and be like, man, like look at all these people. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I completely agree. <laughs> Well, uh, do you have anything else that you'd want to um, cover with this particular minute or anything that um, stands out to you? Hmm. I think that covers it for this minute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I I, th- I would agree. Um, so we can end that there. Um, we do still have our daily question for today, which is Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, did you see this at the cinema or movie theater? I did, Yes. Uh, my partner and I, this is when I think we still had movie pass. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. We, we rode that train right into the ground. We knew that wasn't going to stick around. I never had movie pass, but I would have done the exact same thing. I'd be like, all right, time to see every single movie. Oh yeah. I like completely use this until it's unsustainable, which I think we all knew it would come oh, sooner or later. From jump, we were like, this is not going to last. Uh, we lived down the street <laughs> from a movie theater. Like, we can walk over oh, there. Gosh. Yeah, and so Knives Out, the second we saw the trailer, we were like, yes, put the release date in the calendar. We need to go see this. And it was a fantastic movie experience. Yeah. It, this is one that it doesn't suffer watching it at home, but it's no. a real pleasure to see on the big screen. I would agree with that, yeah. it's It's not like... I, it's not one of those things where you'd say, well, I don't know if you should bother if you can't see it in, on, on the big screen, but it's it was very fun to see it in theaters. And I think I had the exact same thing where I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, I need to see that immediately. Uh, put, <laughs> put that movie in front of me. Um, yes. So that was so that was fun. And it was, it was it's always fun when you when you see a trailer like that and then it lives up to that experience, which it did for me personally. Oh yeah, so. definitely. I think and this also was one. I wish we had seen it twice in theaters. Oh, because me too. Because even going back, knowing how the plot turns out, 
if you can be in there and enjoy the movie again, but also hear other people's reactions to it for the first time they're seeing it, I think that adds just a whole other layer of pleasure onto it. <laughs> oh, it, it absolutely does. Yeah. And it's, um, I, there's, there's a couple of moments later in this week that I will uh, bring up for that where I'm, uh, where, there are certain things where it's, it's just so fun to watch knowing how it all plays out mm-hmm. um it, it's it's definitely a movie to rewatch. i think which is which is good oh yes uh, all right so i think that's going to do it for this episode of knives out minute um thank you for uh joining us amber uh do you have anything that you'd like to plug uh i am not on any other sort of recurring podcast i tend to pop up on <laughs> various episodes of the arrested development podcast i've made a huge mistake and uh, i've also been on Uh, Ladies Love Paul Rudd, uh, discussing the episode where Paul Rudd and Richard Ayoade go to... uh, Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. I'm blanking on the name. I love both of them so much. Oh, if you haven't seen that... I haven't seen that, but I should. They've put all of Travel Man up on Hulu. So now that, yes, those of us in North America can see it. So if you watch that episode and then you listen to Ladies Love Paul Rudd, it is ooh, just a delight. Just amazing. I think I'm going to do this after we finish recording for the day <laughs> because uh, uh, I, again, Ladies Love of Paul Rudd and oh, yeah. uh, I love Richard Ayoade as well. So yes, it's a real it's treat. A match made in heaven. <laughs> yes. And then you can find me on Twitter at A-M-B-R-R-R, which is mostly just me retweeting things and getting more and more socialist in my life as are we all i mean not all of us but me too <laughs> um you can find uh this podcast uh on twitter it's at uh knives out minute on twitter and you can find me on twitter at w-r-i-t-e-r-s-e-r-e-n-y-t-y and you can find my podcast uh at at fix podcasts which are spelled f-y-x podcasts Uh, where we uh, do a weekly video game podcast. And I think that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for joining me. Yes, of course.